Welcome to Die Huge. My name is Jeremy. I'm huge, and I'm going to die. These are my friends Emily and Nick. They're also huge, and are also going to die. And then we'll put a real epic theme song there. So, a little bit about us. We've been a lifting squad since college, where we all met. And we've been spending four years now talking about weightlifting. And uh, pumping each other full of drugs. Yeah. Pumping each other full of drugs. Right. <laughs> Putting the, iron in the hands of my brothers. With the express purpose of making them so large they physically can't fit through doorways anymore. Turn that walk into a waddle. <laughs> with us, your weightlifting friends that only exist on the internet. I'm not even sure if this is going on the internet, but... <laughs> just, <laughs> it just exists. This actually just, just exists. goes on CDs that we're going to hand out at like train stations. And we're we're going to hand out cassette tapes to people at only at dawn on Tuesdays. <laughs> we're actually Frankly, just going to print sure vinyls. <laughs> hundred copies of this podcast. You found the lucky... 60th copy it's very anti Willy Wonka Ooh, <laughs> what if we did a Willy Wonka thing but like it just led you into Jeremy's basement gym <laughs> so the reason why we started this podcast is because this is a bodybuilding podcast for non-bodybuilders yeah so kind of when we started working out at school and when we were all in college together random people would kind of think it was really endearing so we ended up bringing a lot of like non- gym inclined people into the gym and kind of explaining to them how it works how we do it what makes it fun what makes it good and now we're gonna extend that knowledge to everybody else that yeah. just about sums it up Woohoo! <laughs> so just to show that we're qualified we're going to reintroduce ourselves and give you all our stats <laughs> like we're pokemon yeah just like we're pokemon I am a ground type. No. So my name, I don't know. I just always, I liked the grass. And Torterra is my favorite. So grass ground. Anyways. So my name's Emily. My, a couple of my PRs. My max bench is 130. And that's all that's important. That's all you need to know. <laughs> you're, you're missing a couple of things, but I that's know, okay. My other PRs are really weird. My chest is way too strong. My back is way too weak. I think my max row is like like 110, right. which co compared to my bench is pretty low. We're going to let you know all in time, dear listener, what all these numbers mean. Because right now they kind of just sound like alien gibberish but we'll we'll teach you don't worry that's fair well what other max what other prs are there i don't squat i don't squat which is another squat. reason my prs are weird what, what about deadlift homie i do deadlift my deadlift is probably like i don't really do a max deadlift i usually just do like 135 for reps so i'd guess my max deadlift would probably be something like Whatever, I'm doing some plate math. 45s and 25s? Plate math is the only math. For, for the listener, um, you know, they want to teach you things like long division. Uh, this is a lie. You only need plate math. <laughs> you only need plate math, right? Just letting you know, my PRs are a 265 bench, 
280 squat and according to my plate math um 405 deadlift damn epic nick it's your turn stupid good lifts um yeah hi uh my name is nick uh my prs just just to lead with that are a uh a 250 bench, um, a 270 squat, and a 420-pound hex bar deadlift. I feel the need to specify that um, that it's hex bar because a lot of people will say that, that doesn't count. Um, but I have always liked the hex bars as they remind me of bow tie noodles. Um, <laughs> and because I'm afraid of my dainty little unprotected shins getting hurt by big scary barbells. Uh I also just want to add and contextualize, right, um, none of these numbers mean anything without our height and body weight. Uh, yeah, that's also because, true. Because it's, like, not that big of a deal if, like, if I was, like, this 75-pound, like, uh, you know, human-monkey hybrid, um, and I was, like, repping out 300 pounds, that would be terrifying, uh, but also if I was like a much larger animal hybrid, uh, and I was wrapping out the same amount of weight, it would not be as impressive. So do we give our height and weight too? So if anything, just to complete See, the mental image. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Nick, how tall are you? <laughs> We're just kind of inviting people to cyber bully us at this point, which I, I guess is a good way to, to farm content. So, so, so okay, okay, okay. Instead of giving a height and weight, we should just all assume that proportionally it's like super fucking high. Assume, assume it's like the most. We each up weigh three hundred pounds and seven foot, t- and we're all seven foot tall. No, that no, makes, no, that makes like someone look bad. That makes us look like bitches. We're all four feet tall, and we are all and we are all a hundred pounds dripping wet. But it's rock solid muscle. Yeah, we we are in fact built different. Um, <laughs> we're just built different, okay? Well, see, the only reason I feel like this is important is because I feel like we're dancing around the subject that whenever we would bring people to the gym for the first time. We would always emphasize that you have to be a freak. That like yeah, <laughs> part of true. our part of our MO is like you just have to get a little weird with it. Right. And what we we should define like what being a freak really is, which in my mind to me, it's like being yourself and if that scares other people, good. That's their problem. <laughs> We're all freaks, you, wanna, you know, That could also down. be like a, that's like also an insult. It's like, oh, you want to know how to be a freak? Just be yourself. Like that, that's also how that. No, and then, but if it's a turn on you, you you tur- you flip it back on them after they flipped it back on you, okay. and you say thank you. It's a lot of flipping, you. sir. I'm a weightlifter, not a gymnast. <laughs> but I, I I do want to point out, right? Like, uh, that's that's a really grim view on on the nature of humanity. Like, we're all just freaks, and it's it's, it's very very Joker esque. I'm the Joker, baby. You're all just too civilized. Oh my god. All right. Cool. So now that we've got a better idea of who we are, why don't we all talk about why we started lifting? How we got into it? Sure. I think this one goes back to Nick mostly. Mostly Nick, yeah. Why why mostly me? Hold on. Hold on. Back that up. Because you started it. You introduced us. Yeah. I did. I did. I did. I found them. Uh, Okay. So, um, (laughs) like, we're orphans. (laughs) I found they are both orphans. Actually, I found you guys like vegetables and I pulled you from the earth. Um, So, 
I was I was a freshman in college, and I thought that, and I think I think I'd been my mother had had brought me to CrossFit uh, a couple times uh, over the course of like high school, and I was like super out of shape, but I thought I was very in shape, and in college I realized that. Um, I did not have anything to do. I was really bored. Um, and I went to a liberal arts college, uh, that was not necessarily renowned for its athletic programs in any given area. Um, so much so that as I looked around, I thought to myself, you know, if I just like took it upon myself to go to the gym every day, uh, I could very easily be absolute freak beast comparatively speaking. And comparison is a big big thing from but it just comparatively speaking i could be an absolute monster compared to the rest of these kids uh so that's when i found um emily who was in my dorm and i found jeremy who was in the dorm across from that um and they were all like wow nick even you 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 have such good uh muscle insertions teach us your ways right yeah, as I was saying, uh, the main reason that I got into bodybuilding was because of sheer boredom and the potential to become a comparative monster in front of all these other dainty liberal arts kids. Absolutely. I think, I think, I think the other bit to Nick's story is that you were a bit of a cult of personality about it. You would you would come in like freshman year and be like, everyone has to go to the gym. Everyone has to get huge. And it kind of started to work. <laughs> well, I, I th- I th- there was an air of irony. You know, it was like I was I, I was not a strong person. Um, and, you know, even five years later, it's like still like, huh, am I actually like going to the gym and being uh, and, and getting stronger? Right. Like. You know, but 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 it started out as like almost a joke. Like it's really hard to get into going to the gym. Um, it's daunting, and if you treat it like a joke, it's much much easier. I started lifting, and pounds came off, and I got more confident. I got happier, and I've just continued to lift ever since. I actually, um, I actually have a very distinct memory of you and I and Emily all in our dormitory like the kitchen and we were scooping like uh, pre-workout which we'll get into later but just powdered caffeine effectively into a bunch of shaker bottles and we were quoting uh socrates right the classic <laughs> it is a disgrace to grow old through sheer carelessness before seeing what manner of man you may become by developing your bodily strength and beauty to their highest limit so um for anybody wondering, huh? uh, no, I actually just wrote that down and completely read it off of my phone because that is, that's a, that's such a good quote. That said, like, even back in ye olden days, uh, you know, think of all the shit that happened between then and now, and it still holds extremely true. If it's good enough for fucking Socrates, man, it's good enough for me. Yeah, a lot of those guys were fucking huge also. Plato Plato was just his wrestling name. That's the truth. And they all did it just by eating like olives just all day. <laughs> That's the secret. That's the new diet that you've learned from this podcast. I hope you you take away that at least. I think that counts as keto. <laughs> I think it does. Well, my reason for getting into lifting was a little more desperate, probably a little more upsetting. 
<laughs> I was just also a freshman in college, and me and Nick were buds. And then he started taking everyone to the gym, and I never saw myself as a gym person at all. But I was like, well, I want to hang out with people. I want more friends. And I started going to the gym just to like spend more time with people I saw as prospective friends. And then I kind of, you know, I started to get into it. I thought it was a lot of fun, and I started to like the way I looked. And yeah, I just kept up with it. And now we're here. I mean, the social element of the gym that you actually are touching on, Emily, I mean, like, I get that you did it, like, partially because it's like, ah, like, need to make friends. But that's like, if you are going to the gym with people that you, like, know and care about, that's like, that's an important connection. Um, And oh, yeah, I don't think that I have ever lifted as hard as when I like first started out with you guys and that's sort of like raw desperate like <laughs> oh no <laughs> like maybe they'll be friends if my bench gets bigger <laughs> yeah honestly the hardest part of keeping up lifting post-grad has been not having like a constant group to go with it's just way more fun with other people during current circumstances, that might be a little bit difficult, but as things eventually line up, I would definitely recommend going as a group. It's a lot more fun, and really the whole point about fitness is to be happier with yourself. Having friends tends to help with that. But, so, a lot of getting big also takes place outside of the gym. It's about your lifestyle and the things that you're doing besides just lifting. Your diet, um, <laughs> which is something we wanted to touch on today because it's really easy for us to sit here and talk about how massive and huge we are and then just go, all right, goodbye, and then sign off. But <laughs> I kind of like that. <laughs> <laughs> but we're here to actually guide you a little bit. So to help you get to where we are, we wanted to, we built our own little food pyramids based on what we usually eat in a given day. And they're very different, but... If you'd like to achieve your fitness goals, here here are some fun, helpful guidelines based on our own diets. So here's the other thing. We haven't seen any of each other's food pyramids yet. We don't we don't really know what we're in for. Also. For, for those of you unfamiliar with the, with the food pyramid, uh, the first thing I want to say is that it's a lie. I think most people know the food so, pyramid. Oh, oh, really? You think people know the food pyramid? Yes, uh, it's they like might, ancient. But, uh, <laughs> It originated in Sweden. Uh, people were angry that, that food prices were like super high. So the Swedish government put out a guideline to say like, uh, well, here's how you can get a meal that's cheaper than if you were to like put it together yourself. I thought the food pyramid was also like a scam by General Mills. When the United States adapted it. There we go. They adapted it in a way that benefited like a lot of different lobbies, um, including like... Uh, including the sugar lobby, including a bunch of grain lobbies, right? Like there's there's a reason why in, in the traditional version of the food pyramid, at the very bottom, you're supposed to have like six servings of bread or cereal or grain. And like, because that's like, that's like Nabisco in, in its essence. Um, it's just, it, it was built to cater to these interest groups. But, and we're doing the same you know, thing. And we're doing the same thing, um, but our interest groups are better. <gasps> We've received <laughs> in the chat. I love the images. All right. So for those who cannot see, it's a very well done pyramid that has a lot of artistic merit. So at the bottom, uh, I put three things because I consider them all 
similar in that they're all liquid-based. So we got our protein powder, we got our protein chocolatey drink, and we got our protein and carb whey and oat. Now, I'm vegetarian, so it is a little bit more difficult for me to get protein than Nick or Emily. However, I circumnavigate this by drinking a lot of fun, chocolatey-flavored protein drinks, such as the ones described. Do you hate eggs? (laughs) (laughs) I don't hate eggs, but sometimes I'm a little lazy in the morning. Wait, wait, what does your breakfast look like? I usually work out, and then I have a protein shake with like some stuff in it. And that's my breakfast. That's it. That's all I eat for breakfast. That's fascinating, because I don't know. I I can't work out on an empty stomach. Um, No, I can can only work out on an empty stomach now. People will tell you that you can't. Uh, Those people are lying. Uh, You totally can. Just, like, get fucked. Sorry. What is, what are the leaves specifically in the top right? I've never seen a green thing in my life. We haven't gotten a top right, and also that's left. Uh, you know, I'm also getting confused on that front as well. Get ahead of yourself. Let's go up. What's up, what's on the Let's second go- level of your food pyramid, Jeremy? So this is my lunch I've been eating for the last couple of weeks. We got Muscle Mac, which is just protein version of mac and cheese. And then we got some fake chicken nuggets. And that usually gets my protein and carbs in for the day. God bless. God bless those fake chicken nuggets. They're Jeremy, really good. I am noticing something about your food pyramid. It's full of a lot of like name brand stuff. So if you just like repeat the brands enough times, maybe we'll get a sponsor. Oh, no, that's my plan. Got it. Muscle Mac. That's- nugs. <laughs> Muscle Mac. Nugs. <laughs> If you're listening. All right. And then we got, whenever I cook anything, whether it be fake meat, some eggs, I put some spinach in that because once again, well, because I wish I was Popeye, but as a vegetarian, I don't get a lot of iron naturally because that tends to be found in meat. So I just put spinach in in a lot of stuff. Imagine thinking iron comes from meat and not rocks. (laughs) (laughs) Y'all don't have glizzards. (laughs) 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 <laughs> wait is it glizzard or gizzard no it's gizzard glizzard, glizzard is a variation oh, no. of glizzy which is like oh, no. a millennial hot dog oh, thing no. which was also initially the the like the the hip-hop version of the glock <laughs> jeremy's the glizzwiz <laughs> the glizzy goat <laughs> The glizzard is the organ that digests handguns and hot dogs. You know, either or at this point. Hot dog sounds like an emo album. Learn our secrets, and you too can develop a glizzy. (laughs) And now we have the bodybuilder's holy grail, which is Chipotle. Now, the reason why Chipotle is the bodybuilder's holy grail is because of the fact that you can get protein, your carbs, your fats, all customizable, and they have great vegetarian options. Uh, yeah, I feel like you guys also love oh, Chipotle, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. No, I, that, that's like, sometimes I just go there and they ring like a small bell um, and they escort everyone else out because um, I'm like, a, I'm a VIP there. Uh, they, they do that thing where they roll out the carpet, but it's like in the air at first and then it settles down <laughs> and there's trumpets. Yeah, no, no, no. It's, it's a big deal. They give me the scepter made of guacamole. Uh, it, it, it only lasts for a second, right? Because it's not like a, it's not it's not a solid thing. Um, but while it's there in that in that instant, it's it's very impressive. 
But if someone bigger than you comes in immediately after, then they all attack you. Yeah. And then they give the treatment to the bigger guy. Tell me about the top of the pyramid, Mr. Jeremy. <laughs> yeah, tell us about it. That's just a bottle of Kahlua. <laughs> uh, Kahlua is clearly the drink of choice of anyone who has taste, talent. It's the star on top of the Christmas tree. That's, that's all I got to say. <laughs> it's sweet. You know, I'm not going to lie. I put Kahlua in my protein drinks sometimes at night. Damn. I, feel like, I feel like is this leading into when we inevitably open a bar together and you come in and you can order anything and you're always going to get a protein shake with Kahlua in it? <laughs> I'll have a gin and tonic. What's this? It's what you get. It's, it's a protein shake with Kahlua. <laughs> just point to a sign that just says, you get what you deserve. <laughs> <laughs> it's my food pyramid. Any, uh, any comments? Any constructive criticism? I actually have no comments. I think this is, this is solid. My concern is when, when you're putting together something to eat, what are your thoughts on counting calories or macros or other types of diet or stuff like that, especially coming from somebody who has battled with obesity, right? What is something that you would keep in mind as you're like thinking about what you choose to feast on? I personally, and I am not a dietitian, I just think personally that calorie deficit is the most effective way because it just kind of, I, I have never seen it not work. So yes, counting calories is useful. Now, of course, if you have like aversion to that because of stuff that happened in the past or just you don't you don't feel real comfortable with it, that's fine as well. And there's different ways to go about it. But ultimately you can't outrun, outlift, outdo anything, a bad diet. It's always going to be the stuff you put in your body is really what's going to make the biggest difference. But of course, you know, you can always schedule it so like every night you can have a cookie. But if you schedule your diet around that it's fine and you'll still lose weight. You just have to know what you're doing and have portion control, self-control, and make sure you're eating the right, you know, getting the right macros. All right, I'm going to let everybody know. I'm going to uproot everything you just said because my food pyramid is kind of disgusting. But I've, but I've somehow managed to still be pretty healthy. <laughs> Drop it. All right, all right. Where's I'm excited, here, honestly. Here, here, here we go. Here we go. Here I'm we go. worried this like disintegrates as time goes on. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna mark it as a spoiler. Um, just kidding. All right. <laughs> so here's my here's my food oh, pyramid. Nice. I also didn't nice. pay attention to what, how the actual food pyramid is structured. <laughs> I think. I like yeah, how it's I didn't a use bit. a ruler. There's one, two, three, four, five. There's seven tiers to this food pyramid. There's like the hierarchy of needs. <laughs> Okay, so at the bottom of my hierarchy of needs is dairy, a shit ton of dairy. I'm extremely lactose intolerant, and I'm hopelessly addicted to bottles of milk. <laughs> but I'm also not just talking about milk. I eat so much fucking yogurt and so much cheese. I eat enough cheese to kill a Victorian child, I promise. Like, I wish, <laughs> I wish there was some way for me to convey the amount of dairy I consume is a problem. It's not good. You should not follow this food pyramid. <laughs> but... <That's... laughs> I I eat a lot of dairy. It's not good for you. Most people will tell you the first thing you should do to try to eat healthy is eat less dairy, and I agree with them, but I don't I don't follow it at all. Right above dairy, I was deciding if I should put chicken, but I had to I had to make an adjustment. It would be chicken, 
but it's actually chicken salad because 90% of the chicken I consume <laughs> is in the form of chicken salad. So I guess chicken and mayonnaise <laughs> and little bits of whatever else is in there would probably go right above that. I eat chicken salad probably like every day. My post-workout meal, chicken salad on a rice cake. That I will recommend to people. That I think actually is that that's a pretty solid post-workout if you ask me. That's awesome. Yeah, Definitely. I agree. Because you got, again, you got your fat, you got your carb, you got your protein. Chicken's probably one of the most objectively best things for you in terms of like protein. Again, I made it so little. It's so hard for me to read, if I'm being honest. Okay. It's all that dairy. I like that it's color-coded. I wanted to make it look like the real food pyramid. By the way, we'll post all of these so you can get a good look at it. And then right above chicken salad, it's all like fake healthy snacks, like veggie straws I eat a shit ton of, protein cookies, a lot of gorp. Okay, gorp is okay, if you're if Sounds you're like fucking, an alien man. If you're fucking stupid, you call gorp trail mix. Gorp is what it's actually called. Good old raisins and peanuts. <laughs> 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 you can't see my face, but it is one of bewilderment, ma'am. <laughs> I love gorp. I ate a lot of I ate a lot of peanuts, a lot of raisins, a lot of um okay, well the gorp I get's actually not very healthy, but I guess like peanut butter is kinda good for you. Oh I mean it's a lot of peanut butter. Like it's like little peanut butter chips with my straight up peanuts and raisins. There's a couple tiny little peanut butter cups in there. Really good. How are you alive? <laughs> I don't know. That's why I thought like, oh, no, I'm not going to be able to give any advice based on my food pyramid. I feel like if you had a peanut butter allergy, you'd end up like just eating peanut butter. (laughs) I mean, like if I had the same peanut allergy that I do to dairy, then like, yeah, it just makes me feel a little nasty, but it's really good. So it's kind of worth it. I don't want to linger on the dairy because I could talk about it all day. (laughs) Do you have a favorite kind of cheese? Oh my god, do I have a favorite kind of cheese? I don't know. That's like asking if I have a favorite child. I like them all. <laughs> There's really no cheese I wouldn't eat. I don't think I'd eat that maggot cheese. That like that one that's like forbidden on trains the, and the stuff. Band cheese. Smelling too bad. That sounds like it's really anabolic though, not gonna lie. It's got maggots in it. What well, yeah, I don't know that, what it's called. That's extra protein. Oh my god. <laughs> Band cheese is also a good band name. Band cheese. <laughs> the cheese touch. Loaded diaper. All right. Um, uh, <laughs> are you still looking up the maggot cheese? Well, that's just kind of where I draw the line in general. I'm not going to eat cheese with like living things in it. But other than that, anything's on the table. All right. So right above fake healthy foods is red meat. I love red meat. Also really terrible for you. Jesus <laughs> Christ. Also not good for you at all. But still a lot of protein. And it's, see, it's above chicken, so I'm still doing okay. It's not that I'm eating it every day, but I'm not really going to turn my nose up at it, you know? Who doesn't like a good burger? I don't. Except for Jeremy. I bet you do like a good burger, but you don't eat it on moral principle. I'm a vegetarian because I think animals are disgusting. <laughs> they don't deserve to be in my body. <laughs> good. Here, write that down. That's epic. <laughs> and then right above red meat, there's a little split in the pyramid, and then it's eggs and oatmeal, which I spelt wrong. I'm looking at it now. <laughs> I thought that was not I thought that was for a funny... Oatmeal. Um, right above red meat is eggs and carbs. I specified oatmeal and other carbs because I probably... Okay, this, I, this is actually good. Usually I wake up and have a bowl of oatmeal before I work out. 
I have a bowl of oatmeal, I wait an hour, and then I exercise. I used to be able to work out on an empty stomach, but I kind of can't do that anymore. I don't know. It just made me sick, suddenly. Um, so I would actually recommend the oatmeal before the workout, because having a carb before you work out is good, because it kind of energizes you, keeps you like feeling good for the whole workout. For me, not for everybody. I know Jeremy works out on an empty stomach. Eggs. I eat a lot of hard-boiled eggs. This is just like this is just making me look like the nastiest person on earth. <laughs> if anyone expected I mean, me to be like a dainty woman, <laughs> I'm gonna eat raw eggs. Warning: Emily's diet will put hair on your chest. Are you man enough, Jeremy? You were right when you say you kind of can't outlift. You can't outwork a bad diet. But that's a challenge to me. So, quite honestly, the only reason I'm not dead is because, oh no, because I occasionally forget to eat. So, so sometimes I just won't eat for most of the day, and then I will consume this entire food pyramid in the span of an hour. Is it with, like, a funnel? I can see it happening with a funnel. Oh yeah, I forgot to mention, all of this goes through a blender before it enters my system. <laughs> Maximum absorption. Oh, trust me, we'll get oh, to that. Oh my god. Okay. Right above that, we're almost done. Second to the top, fruits and vegetables. I actually do like fruits and vegetables. I usually have a vegetable every night with dinner. Fruits aren't as good for you, but I just like them. So if there's a fruit in my fridge, I'm going to eat it. That's kind of boring. Fruits and vegetables. I'm seeing Emily eat like a single grape and a broccoli <laughs> stalk before like sliding a block of extra sharp white <laughs> cheddar down her throat like a fucking snake. See, you would be right, but I'm actually... This evens things out. See, you would be right, but I'm actually kind of a real slut for broccoli. I love broccoli. I will eat an obnoxious amount of broccoli. That's fair. Okay. And then at the, what the fuck is above that? <laughs> the very top of the pyramid. I can't see it. It kind of looks like that image that you have a stroke. It, it looks like a, it looks somewhere between like the mimetic kill switch, um, like a biblical angel, and an LSD painting. I would say that you're both right. Those are those like Stouffer's cupcake cookies, the sugar ones with the oh, with the pink frosting. Oh my god! The ones <laughs> that will kill hell. you if you look at them for too long. Oh yeah, that's I, fair. that is a yeah, biblical angel. I, I only put the picture up there because I wanted to like represent kind of like sugary stuff, and I feel like those are the end all be all of sugary junk food. I do have a sweet tooth. I eat a lot of kind of. Not a lot, but if given the opportunity, I'm going to eat something that's bad for me, but not as much as anything else. And those Stouffer's cupcake cookies, I can like feel my teeth falling out of my mouth when I look at them. I already said that. Everyone is like an IQ point. They're so worth it. Like the thing about those particular cookies is they're not just like sugar. It's like the byproduct of like a chemical manufacturing facility. Oh, yeah. One side of the facility produces like pure arsenic and the other side, it's like those cookies. They're beautiful. They are. They're God's most loved creatures. (laughs) Um, I would agree. So that's about what I eat in maybe the course of like a week. Please don't follow everything I've said that I eat. It's not a very good diet. There's a lot of change I could do. Yeah, the antithesis of this is actually pretty good. Yeah. I've I've got something for you guys. All right, I'm ready. All right, lay it on me. All right, hold on. Let me let me allow access to all photos. And I can upload this. I went through two drafts. Oh, hand drawn. <laughs> this looks like the Unabomber wrote like, this. What if these yeah. looks like? <laughs> this, this first one is just like a hieroglyphic. Like, there's just like an eye. 
the first the first one uh was really trying to get, it's a mood piece um i drew the things like wh- what do i think of when i think of what i should be eating i drew a blender bottle a drumstick s- some hot sauce and a little skull and as i was thinking about a food pyramid i noticed both of your representations only possess two dimensions <laughs> thus making them food triangles so then i was thinking about what that third dimension in the food pyramid was i was thinking it might be time which would be a good way to talk about meal timing. But I also thought that the third dimension could be emotion and shame, which is probably my biggest reason for eating in general. You eat something, you feel ashamed of it, you work out really hard, you eat well, and then you you think to yourself, oh, I've eaten pretty well, so I deserve this next item of food that I can eat that maybe isn't as good for me, then you feel shame and then it repeats. And that's the cycle, that's the day, that's the day in, that's the day out. The second picture... Uh, will actually illustrate something. It's, it's more of a traditional triangular format, but my chicken scratch makes it very hard to read. Something else I noticed, neither of you put on your pyramids water, um, 70% of your body. That's 70% of being fucking huge. Okay, but water's not on the original food pyramid. That's like a drink pyramid. Yeah, and the original food pyramid is also wrong and lying to you and was made to kill you. Water. Doesn't matter where you get it. I do specify that. Like, we're talking rainwater. We're talking bath water. We're talking your own sweat. Sweat retention, super important. Lap it out of a puddle. Lap it out of a fucking puddle like a dog. The next step, and we're, we're talking liquid base here. Nothing is more stable than, like, that waterbed effect. Second layer is apple cider vinegar and puss puss. Um, mostly apple cider vinegar. That's, that's like, A. I don't know. I think we definitely can. I can't believe no one else put pussy on their food pyramid. I can't believe it. Oh, God. It's <laughs> Thank you, Emily. I think it fits perfectly. All right. Well, I will. I'll. You know, one of these speaks for themselves, and the other is. Pussy. I do. I do like that these pyramids have gotten progressively more experimental as, we, as we've gone on. I think we accidentally did this in the best possible order. Okay, apple cider vinegar is something of a misnomer here. This is a stand-in for any sort of nutritionally beneficial micronutrient-based beverage. Like we're just going to put macros to the side for a second and make sure that we're drinking something that sounds healthy, that we've been told is healthy, like like celery water or like that water that is completely jet black because it has minerals in it, that sort of thing. Something to get the juices flowing. Um, then there's juice TM, but then we're going to move, we're going to move on to the big part of the pyramid. There's like two, two big parts of the pyramid. This one is sort of like what you do around when you work out. So like a rice cake, rice cakes are my favorite. Quaker makes these ones called everything flavored. They're just lightly dusted with garlic powder and a bunch of other shit. Absolutely delicious. I didn't know they had everything rice cakes. That sounds good. Yeah, they do. You find these, you are in for a treat. They're so good. They're like 100 calories each, and you can basically have like 20 of them. (laughs) Exactly Uh, that many. You can have exactly that many. Um, (laughs) Just throwing out everything I said about, you know, meal planning. and (laughs) Just have 20 rice cakes. (laughs) Proportions. No, just have have 20 rice cakes. It'll be fine. (laughs) 20 fucking rice cakes. After I work out, I'm super tired because I go mega hard all the time. Salmon burger, egg. Boom. There's your fat. There's your protein. 
You can have like two eggs if you feel like you've had a really, really good workout. You can have one if you feel like an okay workout, and you can just have a salmon burger if you had a bad workout and you need to shame yourself. Second stage of this is like after that, because that's like a big meal. Protein snacks of any sort of general variety. Literally, just type in what you would normally consider to be a snack, but just like put protein into it. So like, oh, protein chips, you get chicken chips. Oh, uh, protein nuts, you get like pistachios. Yeah, it's like protein nuts. nuts. That just sounds like like regular nuts. No. no, that's nuts are nuts are definitely a fat, but I don't know. I like pistachios. I was trying to find a way to fit it in here, and I couldn't think of a good way. It to doesn't do have it. to don't be protein. <laughs> oh my god, you you're so wrong there. I don't even know how. To if this that. comes from someone um, who put apple cider vinegar as their second most consumed item, don't forget puss puss. I also think this pyramid is slightly inaccurate <laughs> you, because it doesn't it doesn't mention the sweated. protein water that you drink at all. Which, by the way, is actually just residual protein shake. It's when you finish a protein shake and you don't wash out the bottle and okay, you fill it up so- with water and you drink that. Nick does this every time he drinks a protein shake. No. Nick does this every moment he's alive. But I've listen, never listen, seen him without protein water. I thought that would be at the bottom. It's about retention. He doesn't like it either. You don't like it? It's about conservation. You don't like the protein Nor- water? Normal water. I thought you did it because you liked it. I like being huge. Yeah, so that's a no. He doesn't actually like it. And I, I've told him, why just put more protein powder in? He's like, why would I do that when I can just drink the water? <laughs> drink the water. At that point, I, I just can't help you. You guys are making me sweat in this onesie. Uh, the top what are you tier. wearing right now? <laughs> a onesie. What onesie do you own? Uh, it looks like a strawberry. Um, are you wearing your Halloween costume? <laughs> It was made for me. I'm wearing my strawberry costume. This strawberry costume, it was made for me. This is my strawberry costume. Is that too too obscure of a reference? No, that's a deep pull, good pull. At some point, we do just have to do a review of that one um, Jinji Ito story about the bodybuilder. I give it a 10 out of 10. It is a 10 out of 10. It's really funny. Okay, but keep going. The top tier is secrets, and I don't give those out to anyone. That's for our Patreon if we ever get to that <laughs> stage. Fifth tier Patreon, you have to be donating $20 a month to unlock the top bit of Nick's food pyramid. <laughs> I think the other dark side of the pyramid, if I did have to create a new dimension again, would be general supplements. Well, supplements, we, yeah, we can go through supplements another time because it's just like food, sustenance. Yeah. So what I've gathered is Nick sustains himself on nothing but a little sprinkle of protein powder and water. <laughs> there's, there's a lot but in it's, here. It's, it's, it's basically just, just like uh, you the normal food it. pyramid, but you dump protein powder on all of it. That's not a bad analogy. Because <laughs> you've still got like, you've got like, oh my God. hold on, wait, Nick, you wrote deli meat on this and didn't bring up deli meat at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, well that's one of the protein snacks. That's one of the protein. That's snacks. deli meat. That's yeah. You said protein snacks are things that are snacks, but then you add protein to it. That you can't have protein meat. That doesn't exist. <laughs> yes, you can. You can in my universe, Jeremy. I don't know what universe you're living in. All meat is protein. All right. So Nick's you telling know? you to make a sandwich. Listen. It's two slices of turkey. In between the two slices of turkey, you just put enough protein powder that it's like dense. And then you eat that. It kind of resembles a meaty ice cream sandwich. 
<laughs> That's the ideal lunch. <laughs> <laughs> we should have used that <laughs> something beautiful. Uh, if you haven't made like turkey pepperoni turkey sandwich, uh, no bread, just those things. That's pretty tasty, Jeremy. This goes against all of your principles. I don't they make I like vegetarian dilly uh, meat though? It's fine. Haven't we gotten to that point yet? Yeah. Well, I include, I include fake meat in here too. I include fake meat in here Do too you? because I yes. I include fake meat right underneath deli meat, also fake meat, because frankly, I happen to enjoy the things that are uh, like the, the the nugs and like tofu and stuff like that. That's tasty. Miso I like miso soup. soup. Do we debunk the soy myth right now? Just address the elephant in the room. I think we should save it. Okay, so we'll go into it later. But no, the whole soy thing, completely fake, not real at all. We'll go into it later. Sorry, Alex Jones, whose supplements contain soy anyways. Or is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Nick, were you saying something? Was I? Uh, I was thinking about... So either way. Jones. Okay. He used to be a bodybuilder. <laughs> now he's not a bodybuilder. Now he just like turns red. He wasn't very... And he's like, look how big I am! <laughs> and that's it. Yeah, unfortunately... Big is not a color. <laughs> Big is not a color. Not yet. So if we were to draw a conclusion, I think it just kind of proves that we're all kind of raving maniacs, except for possibly Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy's just I mean, like reining you know, it in a lot. It, I'm telling you. <laughs> what you should take away from this is that there are various diets that can be considered healthy and get you in shape, quote unquote, whatever you're how you envision in shape. Now, of course, you know, if you take steroids and you can just eat pretty much anything and you'll get big, but we're not yeah, doing that. For so another bit we wanted to introduce is we wanted to extend some advice based on things other people have asked us when we take them to the gym. And we wanted to start at the very beginning and address one of the biggest problems with people who don't exercise regularly. And that's how do I get motivated? How do I make my way into the gym and start working out? How do we do that? The answer is drugs. Drugs. Lots of drugs. Drugs. <laughs> but legal ones. So. Kind of we've legal. Said, we've said, we've legal. mentioned drugs like four different times and we never specified what it was. I think pre-workout was only spoken once in this entire episode so far. So I would like to specify. Yeah, but drugs are more fun to drugs say. Drugs are more fun to say, but it is just... <laughs> we do need to specify the drugs in question are really just a shit ton of caffeine. And so since the beginning, we've always right. been taking pre-workout before going to the gym, which is really just like, like you mentioned earlier, concentrated caffeine. And then you sit on it for an hour until it like really gets into your system. Hold on an hour. No, I, <laughs> it looks like I misspoke. Oopsie daisies. Someone else talk. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Five years ago, right, my mother heard of my endeavor to become a large man. My mother is a fitness monster, um, and she Hi, sent Kathy. me Hi, Kathy. Uh, bless. She sent me a tub of, like, CrossFit-approved pre-workout, and it was, like, it was weak stuff comparatively in the market. So I'm, I'm happy that I didn't go full throttle immediately. But, again, I remember I was taking it. And it was like 50 milligrams of caffeine. It was basically like a, a cup of coffee. And I remember, I think Emily was up late working on an essay 
and was tired. And I was like, Nick, I can't awake. And I was like, I try some of this. And then you did the first push-up you did in like 10 years or something. Correct me if so I'm telling this it's story It's not wrong. wrong, but the context of it is even funnier. So I had kind of already started working out by that point, but I was not convinced by the pre-workout thing at all. I thought it sounded like too dangerous. It was so much caffeine. Because you didn't say that the pre-workout you were peddling at that time was Mr. Hyde, which is one of the most like caffeinated, oh, intense pre-workouts <laughs> that is we've had so far. And so I just like hadn't taken any before because it seemed so suspect to me. And I was up late like writing a paper or something. And it was the first time I had had it. And not only did I stay up like the entire night, but I was able to do push-ups, which I had never done before because this was like before I actually worked out regularly. Um and so I went from total non-believer to like, I would like mix them together, which you should not do at all. <laughs> no, do not do that. Two or three pre-workouts <laughs> at the same time. So the best thing about pre-workout is the names. Yeah. So you get great ones like, for example, Joker, which was not approved by DC. Yeah, because but- here's the thing. I don't actually think whoever made that pre-workout, whoever made Joker... I think it's like a singular person. I don't even know if it was like a company. I don't think we looked into it because when we bought it. It might have even been a person. It might have just been like a ghost. Yeah, no, because when we bought it, like we only bought it because it was funny. <laughs> like it was, we, we just bought like a random pre-workout off of Amazon. It had glitter in it. I feel like we have to talk about, I feel like we have to talk about. Oh, oh I found it. So it was, it was Terror Labs. Terror Labs. Absolutely frightening. It did have glitter in it. I do I, I still, do feel like talking about Joker as a pre-workout has to be its own thing because that was kind of an outlier in terms of intensity. I think the other thing we have to specify about pre-workout, there's like two different categories of them. You can get ones that are a proprietary blend, which don't actually break down exactly how much of which ingredient is in your pre-workout. They just say like, here's our specialty blend. Which is not And great. then you have pre-workouts. No. And then you actually have pre-workouts that like break down exactly how much caffeine is in it, exactly how much of everything else is in it. Because it's not just caffeine. They've got like, Nick, name all the other chemicals that are in it that are good for you. Beta alanine. Yeah, taurine. Um, a ton of different amino acids. Uh, so like leucine, valine, uh, depending on like where you're at, a bunch of them have various extracts, like like stinging nettle extract or like lion's mane or like a bunch of different roots. Uh, maca is in some of them. Deer antler extract. All of this stuff has different effects. They can be designed to make you lose weight. They can be designed to make you more vascular when you work out yeah. so you feel better. Therefore, you work harder. It's all different stuff. And Basically finding the right pre-workout takes a little bit of time if you're going into this for the first time. I mean, I would really just follow the instructions on whatever you end up getting because sometimes there are some some pre-workouts that tell you to take two scoops or one scoop. They like dose differently depending on which one it is. But what you shouldn't do, because I want to circle back because you're the one that brought up Joker from terror labs we did what you shouldn't do which is buy a random one off of Amazon that's a proprietary blend that doesn't tell you anything about what's in it. And then just take it and go to the gym immediately. Because I still don't know what's in that. It was insane. I can't tell if I should recommend it or not. I think it'll kill you. (laughs) In terms of pre-workouts, I do like... I'd put it in the advanced category. I mean, I think there are good pre-workouts to start with. I still take Mr. Hyde. It's really intense. I would not recommend it for someone who's just starting out. But if you already have a high caffeine tolerance, like if you're someone who drinks a lot of coffee, you can probably go up to something kind of intense on the first go. 
I would say so. It has 16,666% of your daily value of vitamin B12. For the record, if you want to know what is in Joker, according to this, some sort of, um, of the 950 milligrams in the ludicrous blend portion of Joker pre-workout, we know it's split between caffeine, octopamine HCL, which I've never yeah, seen I've never before. heard that before. Methyl L-tyramine HCL, <laughs> Rauwolfia vomitoria This sounds extract, like a Latin chant. Um which is alpha, it sounds like, a, it, it, oh this is an God. exorcism of weakness <laughs> from the body. I actually think the best pre-workout we've had was pre-series lean. That one's probably the best for you. There's two of them. There's pre-series lean and pre-series bulk. They're kind of made to do either of those things. Pre-series lean is kind of meant for people who are trying to like burn fat and trying to be a little more lean. Pre-series bulk is for like if you're trying to be massive. And I think those, in terms of like quality of ingredients, that one's still probably one of the best. Um, but it tastes like ass. Right. Well, that's the thing. The the healthier the and better for you the pre-workout, the worse it tastes. I don't think we've ever had like a good tasting pre-workout. I think they're all kind of nasty. What what oh, what tastes good? True. Listen, Besides like I blue mean, raspberry dude, hide. Blue raspberry it, it, okay, that hide, one is good. Exactly. Like blue but, raspberry. Yeah, but that's anything. blue raspberry. That's not like pre-workout, you know? Blue raspberry is its own thing. <laughs> the peach mango hide. Okay, so what it sounds like we're saying is Hyde tastes good. <laughs> Hyde is also one of the more popular ones. I think, I think like if you just if you were to just go into a vitamin shop at GNC, you know, whatever your local supplement store, and you just I would up, say, I like, would say gold standard is fine. I wouldn't uh, go pre workout like something. Well, but really the problem standard, is the standard you know I mean? for pre workout is C four, and don't get C four. C4 is kind of whack. I don't know anything about it, to be honest. It's like I've the most popular one. It's just kind of like not necessarily good quality. I mean, most people buy it because it's pretty cheap. I guess that's the other thing. Pre-workouts can get expensive. Um, Maybe just have like an energy drink. Or yeah, I've had just straight up coffee like... as pre-workout before. I'll drink a bunch of espresso and that works too. I, th- I think the point is generally having like a legit actual stimulant will get you to the gym will kind of get you working out. If yeah, if it's about motivation and like you don't need motivation, right. like then that's great. Maybe don't give yourself like, a crippling <laughs> chemical not? dependency. Sounds lame to not uh, be addicted to chemicals. But if you're like me and you wake up tired and you think to yourself, "Man, I want to work out, but I don't I don't want to <laughs> be a dead body." Like, I mean, here's the thing. I'm only down to encourage a chemical dependency because so many people have it already. There's some like there's some wild statistic about how like most Americans are legitimately addicted to caffeine, mostly in the form of coffee. Why not use that addiction in a productive way? <laughs> That's so true. Yeah. Expedite the process. Don't have four cups of coffee across the day, just have it all at once. So if you're looking for advice on getting to the gym, start with a lot of drugs. Start with stroking your chemical dependency. Wholesome advice. We're gonna end this off by Talking about why you should care about all of this, why you should lift. All right. I mean, I think you should lift because one, it's a great stress reliever, honestly. Whether you want to interpret that as, you know, like, oh, you know, like I have, I'm just like a little shaky. I'm like worried about something. If I lift, I'll feel better about myself. Or you want to interpret it as like, oh, these weights are my enemies. And if I can lift them and throw <laughs> them, you know, like that will provide some element of catharsis. Yeah. Nice. But really, I mean, it's true. Lift because it builds muscle. When you have more muscle, you can honestly just 
do more things without getting tired. You'd be healthier for yourself and those around you. It's just nice to feel like you can, you know, be physically active. That is wholesome. I have, a, I have like a, I have a different layer to add to why you should work out that only I can talk about. Because as a woman, I Jesus, think you're a woman. <laughs> I'm sorry to break the out. news. I'm sorry, my cover's been blown. But honestly, the way it builds confidence is kind of crazy. Like I, I used to be pretty timid. And I still think of myself as like, I'm actually kind of shy. I <laughs> don't know if you could tell. Quite honestly, like after I started lifting, I found myself being able to kind of hold my own in confrontations more. I just felt more confident and being physically stronger also helped. I mean, I do feel the need to specify. I think I have a little bit of a different experience because I am very tall. So at a certain point, say like a, like a man was bothering me, I'm already at his eye level and I will look him up and down and be like, all right, I could take him. <laughs> time to start actually fighting back which is not always the way to go about things but, but i think having that layer of confidence not even like knowing you could take somebody but just being like okay i know i'm physically fit and i think just like being a woman in the gym it's already mostly men and i think being able to kind of work your way in that environment it's really good because you also kind of learn that there's not much to be afraid of in the first place you know <laughs> like Building a building that confidence is is really game changing. Honestly, that's one of the main reasons I stuck with it for so long and why I try to get so many other particularly women into it. I got all my sisters into it um, and it's really good. And I just it's 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 just nice. I just like it. <laughs> and I think you should like it, too. Um, yeah, I think it's that's also wholesome. <laughs> It's good. It's good. <laughs> Man. God, I, I want to be, I, I want to uh, get edgy or cynical or bad. I want to be the bad apple of the bunch. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, I think, right, Emily talked about how, you know, one of the things is you, the, the confidence. And for me, a lot of that has to do with like first impressions. And if you can get, a first impression that's something that like you yourself manufacture as opposed to something that you sort of have foisted upon you, right? So, you know, somebody would look at me and they'd be like, oh, uh, Nick, he's like the short guy or the guy with the with the mustache, right? But like if somebody thinks, oh, Nick, you mean the muscular guy? That's something that you like have control over, you know, before before you've even entered the the, the, the space um, of conversation. And I think that ability to change something about yourself, especially if you feel stuck, is something that is really genuinely powerful. I can't tell you how many people that I know who are like, who have, you know, maybe not worked out in a while or who are feeling a sense of malaise. And then I'll be like, hey, like, come work out with me. And then it's like, hey, like, I feel better. I feel like I've you know, move forward in some capacity. I don't know. There, there's something that's very good. Yeah. You know, coming from that. like a background of fighting my weight my whole life, like just kind of going to the gym and seeing it like actually go off. And because of my own work, it just felt really good. And just, yeah, kind of Nick, you kind of touched and, on this, but control is actually a fantastic point to bring up. Like, having control over your own body at a certain point, like the way you build muscle and the way you look is actually something fully within your control, you know? So kind of 
being able to get more in touch with yourself yes. in that kind of way is is it's just really good for you you know it, it'll help in every other facet of life in a weird way because if you really understand if you understand the way your body works and you know you are in total control of it even just even if just like the way it looks and the way it moves when you're working out then i feel like that just makes a big difference you know because i feel like a lot less people are in, actually like in touch with their own physicalness as they'd like to think you know yeah you know there's always exceptions to everything like I was born with low muscle tone, which made it a little bit harder for me. I had to train my eyes. I had to train my coordination. And it was a little bit hard to put on muscle. But, you know, like, eventually I worked at it. Luckily enough for me, like, I was able to. I do think, like, no matter what situation, there is always the opportunity for betterment. And why you should work out is kind of what I said at the beginning. If you get a bunch of people into it, it can actually be a really fun bonding thing for friends, you know, just another time to hang out. Another thing you can have in common with people. It's very social, you know? All right. I think that's it. Thank you for tuning in to Die Huge. I'm Jeremy. I'm Emily. And oh, I'm, I'm Nick. I'm spaced out for a second there. You can find us on Instagram at DieHuge, uh, the same handle on Twitter, and on Twitch. I made us a Twitch. We'll use it at some point. <laughs> Hell yeah. Or just send us hate mail. Contact us with any fitness questions at diehuge at gmail.com. Uh, we'd love to answer it. Yes. I think that's everything. That's fantastic. Die huge, everybody. Boss in this gym. Chief boss in this gym. You know that, uh, that jabroni fit. <laughs>